0: Welcome to True Crime Tea Time. Um, I have Jacqueline on again, um, and today we also have Will on. You guys just want to say hey. Will and Dave. Hey. Hey. <laughs> you haven't been on yeah,
1: before. They've me already, but they can talk to, they can talk to Will.
0: <laughs> Will is um, an artist. He does really great art. So what else do you want people to know about you?
2: <laughs> I know nothing about True Crime because it doesn't interest me as much as it does you guys.
0: But you do love horror movies. Oh yeah, love horror movies. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, so today we're going to be talking about a case that I'm pretty sure like everybody knows about, but I thought it'd be really fun to talk about. Um, we're gonna talk about JonBenet Ramsey. So um, while I was researching this, I, f- <laughs> I went on like a wild tangent of YouTube videos. And there was this one YouTube video that made me laugh so hard because somebody thinks that um, Katy Perry is actually JonBenet Ramsey. Oh. <laughs> oh,
1: okay, I can see how their eyes look similar, maybe.
0: Well, like, do they remember that she's dead? Like, do they remember that her body was found? Oh, right.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm like,
0: god. let's it, dive
1: into this conversation. What would you say, Wilson?
2: She could be a clone like Avril Lavigne.
1: <sighs> true. Oh, oh my god, true. that's a wormhole, dude. <laughs> <laughs> already getting great. Um, um so- I would like to point out. Sorry, I would like to point out that both Will and I are born, raised Colorado. Well, I mean, not born, but lived in Colorado practically our entire lives. We're pretty much natives And yeah, and um, this happened. I mean, we were young when it happened, but it, it was happened large. in our lifetime. It's been a huge story. That's you know, especially in Colorado for so long, and so I feel like this is the best one for the true crime hater to be on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's the other reason that I thought like you two would be really good on it because you might have a little bit different perspective. Like, even though you were young, like you still were not in the same state. So like you might have a different perspective, um, but just a, a disclaimer for everybody that, I mean, most people already know about this, but it talks about, you know, child murder, Possibly abuse, possibly sexual abuse. There's actually a lot of graphic details, so sorry. <laughs> but we have to share them. We need to talk about them. So, are you guys ready to spill the true crime tea today? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <Just> my class. <laughs> right. Um, so, I'll just give you a little bit of background. Not too much because there are so many details in this case that we need to talk about. But... Um, So John and Patsy Ramsey were a wealthy, attractive couple. They had two young children, and um, by most people's accounts, they led a good life. John had um, owned his own computer business, which, you know, led them to have money and be very comfortable. They had multiple homes. I think they had a plane and boats and all of that stuff. So a lot of people considered them part of, like, high society or what have you um they were always dressed well spoke well um patsy had recently battled ovarian cancer i think she was in remission and um so they had their first child burke who at this time was nine years old Um, we just talk about the
1: name burke though really quick like is that a family name (laughs) sorry that is no, I'm like, is that a family name? The name Burke. Um,
0: like... I don't know if that one is, but I know Jean Bennet Her name was like a combination of her dad's first and middle name. Oh John yeah, John Bennett. Got so it. I didn't know that. That's, crazy. That's so
2: pretentious. That's so pretentious.
0: <laughs> right. So that just tells you what kind of people they are. <laughs> um, but you know, when they had their children, like that was the most important thing in their life. Um, and Patsy used to be a pageant queen so she loved that pageant lifestyle and she decided that she also wanted to put their daughter jean Monnet in these pageants and things like that so at a very young age jean Monnet entered into you know child pageants she was always dressed up you know performing singing and a lot of people really adored her
2: Where uh, year was she born do you know
0: where was she born i think they were both what what year um well she was six so she would have been born in 90 1990. Oh.
2: all right so she's younger than us
0: yeah so we yeah. will we, well, you and i are the same age that as burke at okay. this time so he was nine because um, he was born or he yeah he was nine so and when this happened i we would have been 10 Okay. we were born the same year and jacqueline you're how many years younger
1: Mm, I was one. born in 88, so
0: okay. just, like, one year, two okay. years younger, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, some people thought there may have been a little bit of jealousy with work just because his sister got a lot of attention being in pageants and stuff, but they both seemed to be very, like, well-adjusted kids. Like, they didn't seem like they had any issues or anything like that. So, on the morning of December 26th in 1996... The Boulder police get a frantic call from Patsy Ramsey. Um, she is walking downstairs. It's like five in the morning, um, day after Christmas, mm-hmm. and she finds a note on the like bottom stair that has is seems to be a ransom note, and it has very specific details on like what the people are asking for and what will happen if they don't. Um, listen to the demands so I'll just read you read you some of the note um, some of it's like really hard to see what they're say, like what it says but um, the note says Mr. Ramsey listen carefully we're a group of individuals that represent a small foreign frac- fraction I think it says we respect your business but not the country that it serves at this time we have your daughter and our in our possession. She is safe and unharmed and if you want to see her or if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You'll withdraw $118,000 from your bank account and then they give specifics like this many hundreds, this many twenties. Um make sure you bring an adequate sized bag. Yes, I said bag. <laughs> 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 we will call you tomorrow between the hours of eight and ten a.m. to instruct you on how to deliver it. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. Like this note is just so that, weird. I feel um, like you could a do we- a whole. In- yeah, go ahead. Well,
2: what a weird amount of money to request. That doesn't seem like very much money, even for nineteen ninety-six.
1: Well, <laughs> so there's a reason. There is. Yeah, so I was about to say there's this. Like, you could do a whole podcast just analyzing the ransom note and all of the, like, shit that,
0: you know what I mean, is in it and, like, what goes around
1: it. But yeah. we
0: will definitely get into the dollar amount. Because, um, yes, it is a very strange amount. Um, so, when you get home, you'll put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between these hours, the delivery, blah, blah, blah. Um, if we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you and ask you for it early. Like, that's kind of what they say. Um <laughs> If you don't follow our instructions and deviate from the plan, your daughter will be immediately ex- executed. Um, you will also be delivered her remains for a proper burial. Isn't that nice? So fun. Oh, wow. Um, the two gentlemen watching your daughter do particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. <laughs> they do
1: partic- or don't particularly?
0: It must say don't. Well, it probably says don't. Um, speaking to anyone about the situation, police, FBI will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies with <laughs> this letter. Wow. is Weird. Um, basically, you know, follow our instructions. Don't talk to law enforcement. Um, if you do, there's a 99% chance we'll kill your daughter. Um, so that's kind of the gist of the note, I won't read it exactly, but um so the hundred and eighteen thousand dollars, this was um one of the things that was first like kind of strange to people, which I'm glad you mentioned it, Will, because it is strange. Um John Ramsey had received a bonus at work that was almost exactly a hundred and eighteen thousand uh-huh. dollars. So the number was very strange that who would know this um, besides him and his wife. So she finds this note. she calls 911. and Detective Bob Whitson is the first person to arrive on the scene along with another detec- uh, two detectives, Paul, Rackenbach and Linda Arndt. And there's also several patrol officers. Um, they arrived to the scene and nobody can find JonBenet or any obvious signs that she's been kidnapped. Like, no, nothing's out of place besides the fact that she's just not there and the ransom note. So and when
1: they all arrived to the scene, um, didn't like everybody just live, like walk through everything like it wasn't a crime scene, like they're making coffee that, for people yeah. and like
0: yes that was the other thing um is and we'll talk about that more too but so when patsy ramsey calls the calls 911 as soon as she gets off the phone she calls her friends and like asks them to come over and help like console the family and all of this it's like but it's an active crime scene like you shouldn't just have random people well but
2: they did i mean they didn't know it was anything more than a kidnapping That's true. That's a good point. I mean, protocol is different in kidnapping, wouldn't it
0: be? I mean, you would think, though, if someone broke in the house, like, they would, you know, look for fingerprints or footprints or stuff like that. So, like, those things, you'd think they wanted to take caution and not have additional... And I I could see why she would call her friends, because, like, I think when you're, like,
1: in a state of shock, you're like, you call... I mean, the fact that she called 911 first is great, right? That looks good. Because some people call their friends first. Like, yeah. what do I do? What do I do? And then they call 911 and then you look suspicious as hell. Not that she doesn't look suspicious. But, um, you know, calling. I think calling your friends is like a normal thing. Like, I don't know what to fucking do. Can you get over here and help me? You know?
0: And and that's the same thing. Like, there's some things that are just an immediate reaction. Like, we all know that if somebody, like, gets hurt and isn't moving, like, you're not supposed to try and move them. But would you try and move, like, if it was your, your boyfriend or your friend? Yeah, like, yeah. You probably would. I right. mean, we know not to, but it's just kind of an immediate reaction, right? And you know, she probably wanted anyway. something reassuring. I mean, yeah, for sure. I'm so,
2: surprised the cops didn't like advise her against that, like because she called nine one one. They, I would have thought they would have like told her like what to do. Did they not?
0: It doesn't sound like it, like they basically just said, okay, we're sending police. And I don't think it took very long for the police to get there. But, you know, within that time, I mean, I'm sure they all lived fairly close together too. And so within that yeah. time, like people had started kind of filing in. But I'm also surprised that like when they did, the police did get there, that they didn't ask them all to leave. <laughs> like <laughs> That's true. I would have thought that would have been the first thing is like, okay, you all need or, to go like, outside Let or something, you live here, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when the police get there, they ask um, the Ramses to kind of retrace their steps from the day before because it was Christmas Day. Um, and, you know, kind of walk through from there up until Patsy finds this note. So they're talking about, you know, they wake up Christmas morning, normal day, normal Christmas, you know, open presents. They go to their friend's house, which is the White's around 4.30 for Christmas dinner, and they stay till around 9.30. They come back home. Um, Jean Monet fell asleep in the car, so John carries her in. They put the children to bed, and there's, um, you know, nothing seems out of the ordinary when they get back home until 5 a.m. when Patsy wakes up. She finds that note and when she goes downstairs, and then to her, you know, surprise, she goes to JonBenet's bed. She doesn't see her. And then she starts screaming for John. Burke is still asleep in his bed, but um, they can't... They look through the house. They can't find JonBenet anywhere. So at that time, she calls the police to report that their daughter's missing. And then, like we talked about, she hangs up the phone and starts calling her friends, asking them to, like, come come over, console the family... Um, and then when the cops get there, they don't ask the friends to leave. Um, but they they all just kind of hang around and wait for this supposed phone call. They said they were going to call between 8 and 10 a.m. So they all just kind of wait around until about 10 a.m. to see if um, they receive any phone call. They don't get a phone call by 10 a.m. So two of the detectives leave. The two men leave um, because they're kind of short-staffed from the holidays and things like that, which... Completely floors me because a child is missing. <laughs> like, is that important? Um, but
1: I feel like in every missing person case, it's always unless they like know where they are or like they're dead, they never like nobody ever takes missing people seriously until like forty eight hours later. I swear. It's just quick. Like, well, that's
2: standard policy. Yeah, because kids run away and like. Yeah,
1: you know, I just think it depends. Like, I feel like you should be taken more seriously depending on the situation. Like, Jomaday Ramsey is six years old. Like, if she's missing, that's a problem. But
2: she could very easily have run off, too. She was only yeah. up to run away and come back.
0: I mean, I think that's totally true, and I'm, that happens all the time. But I think the fact that there's a note is kind oh, of... no. <laughs> Fair, <yeah. laughs> Like, what? Um,
2: well, that may be a reason why the cops didn't, like make anybody leave because they had every reason to believe it was a kidnapping.
0: True. Very true. Yeah, Yeah. they didn't think it was anybody, you know, in the house or anything like that, especially if it was, like... Plus, the instructions were so so specific
1: that, you're right, they probably would just wait around for a call to see. Like, they think that this is what's happening, and like, the note clearly wrote out, like, this is what's gonna happen, and so they probably were just wondering that trying to find her, if that makes sense.
0: So they wait for this call to come in. Does, they don't call. Um, those other detectives leave. And they leave. Linda Arndt's still there. Um, Linda Arnt doesn't have any experience in homicide investigations. Which at this point probably wouldn't be the most important thing. But I feel like as we go along, it gets more and more important. So I wonder why. <laughs> exactly. So around 10 a.m., um, John is, you know, kind of getting anxious and Linda says to him, you know, why don't you just, you know, walk the house, see if you notice anything out of the ordinary. Um, and so he walks the house, um, you know, she tells him, why don't you start at the top and work your way down. But for some reason, John starts in the basement and goes into the wine cellar and that's where he discovers Monet's body. Um, she's laying on the floor, her mouth is duct taped. John takes the duct tape off and then carries her upstairs. Okay. So already at this point, I mean, again, immediate reactions. Like, mm-hmm. maybe he didn't think that she was dead. Like, maybe he just thought she was unconscious. So, like, immediate reaction would be to, like, take the tape off her mouth and bring her upstairs. But we know <laughs> that that's probably important to leave her where she was. Yeah. As far as investigation goes. <sighs> Everything is so wrong
1: with that. First of all, I can understand why he might have wanted to start in the wine cellar because he's had a hard day <laughs> and maybe he just wanted to get a bottle of wine.
2: <laughs> but I, That's poor, like, policemanship. Because shouldn't they have, like, at least cleared the house? Like, well, or did. maybe
1: she should have walked the house with him? Like,
0: Yeah, so they did walk the house. Um... But for some reason, they didn't go into the wine cellar. Maybe they just thought, like, it wasn't important. Which, Mm. I mean, you would check closets, you would check. Like, you check everything. So, that part seems a little strange. Um, Do
1: we know if there's, like, there was, like, a lock or anything on the wine cellar? I don't believe there was. Okay. Because I'm like, maybe if they're like, oh, the door's locked, that, you know.
0: Yeah. But that would also bring up a good point, like, if it did have a lock on it, wouldn't that lead more towards somebody in the house, did it? Yeah. hmm Okay, I do remember this, actually.
1: There have always been photos. It looks more like a storage room than a wine cellar. Okay. Oh, see, this room was described as a wine cellar and said to be used for Christmas storage. So okay. the wine cellar is like, there's nothing, like, gross in this photo or anything. But it's just like I don't know if you can see it. It's just like oh, a yeah, room yeah. like a cement room. It's like like a normal storage room. So it's not like really a
0: wine cellar. See wine cellar. With yeah. It's, Florida yeah it's wine. It's a storage room.
1: <laughs> I remember I remember seeing this before. Yeah.
0: So um upon doing the autopsy on Jean Benet, they find um that she suffered a blow to her head. But that's not what ultimately killed her. She had multiple bruises on her body, as well as some evidence of sexual assault. assault. They did find DNA um, in her underwear. So Mm. they think that she was also sexually assaulted. And then there were some unknown, like, little circular marks that were probably a couple inches apart from each other. And a lot of people feel like those marks were the result of a stun gun. I forgot about that. Um, some people also think, and this is where it ties in other people, but they also think it possibly could have been, like, the ends of, like, the train tracks from a train set, like, where they would come oh, together. Oh, right. And that somebody, like, poked her with it or something. Um somebody, like, her brother, and, maybe? I don't know. And her brother had a train set, so... That kind of ties in that that aspect of it. Where were um, the
2: marks? Where were they?
0: They were on. I think there were marks on her face and neck, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right? I think it was neck. I don't know about the face. Okay. I think the neck for sure, but I can't remember okay. if it was face or not.
0: And also, anybody who listens to this podcast like needs to not take <laughs> my facts as real facts. Yeah, we're drinking guys, during I, this. Okay. okay? <laughs> Um, but the ultimate cause of death was strangulation they had found a grot that was made of um, a broken paintbrush and then some rope and that was next to her body Um, but they did ultimately um, conclude that the cause of death was strangulation her family pediatrician was interviewed and stated that there was never really evidence that anybody in the family would have sexually abused her or abuse her as she was growing up and he was treating her so it seemed kind of strange to him that it would be someone in the family they also um when they did the autopsy checked her stomach contents and they showed that she had ate some pineapple that day and none of the family members remember her eating pineapple um, but investigators, as they go back, report that they remember seeing a bowl of pineapple on the table at the Ramsey house with the spoon in it. But they didn't think it was out of the ordinary until they discovered that Bonet had eaten pineapple shortly before she died. Which it's also seemed up. strange to me because this family, like, once you hear more about them, like, they were very clean. Like, they never left dishes places. Like, just seems it seems very strange that the police didn't, like, go through things more carefully than they did. I don't know.
1: It's so because if it is a kidnapping, like, why are they going go through the whole house like, like a homicide yes. investigation? Like, they, well, they uh, think the daughter's not even there at that point until they find her, obviously.
2: That is true, but, like, she was abducted from the home based on the, the... That's why I'm saying, like, I'm surprised the police didn't go through the entire house when they arrived because she was abducted from the house and like mm-hmm. i mean you would have to have looked for point of entry and like i mean
1: actually that's a good point do you remember sorry just a side tangent really quick um i don't know if you remember the like fucking bubble boy that like went like their parents said that their kid was in a weather balloon oh, and balloon. It, you remember that balloon yeah. boy okay okay <laughs> And they like showed up there, and um, that's how they ended up realizing it was all a hoax because the cops like went through every place in their house and found him in the garage. Like they confirmed that, so yeah. they should have. Yeah. I mean, that was obviously well after Javonae Ramsey, but like, yeah, they could have just looked through everything to make sure a kid isn't hiding in the wine cellar, maybe alive. You know what I mean? Like, well, well, and
0: also like the we know Lee, you and i for sure know that like whenever a crime happens they always look at the people closest first like they always look at the family first they always look at the husband the boyfriend like yeah always <laughs> yeah but you're
1: right they yeah,
2: there is sorry. part two that like police in boulder don't deal with like like high profile
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: on a regular basis so they don't know protocols I mean, but I'm surprised that one of the higher up agencies like FBI or something didn't get involved.
1: Well, Well, especially with the money that he he made, you know (laughs) what I mean? Right. Yeah. I well, yeah, Boulder is definitely one of those towns that is like things like that don't happen here. You know what I mean? Like every town like that is like murders don't happen here. and They don't take things seriously until all of a sudden you have a serial killer in your town, you know? Anyway.
0: Well, that, I mean, that's the same thing here. So, like, we had a kid go missing in, like, a small town in Minnesota, um, like, when I was little. So I remember that case. So it's kind of similar. But, um like, they didn't take very good, like, protocol either. And it probably does go hand in hand with it being a small town and not having the experience and not having, like, the resources and yeah, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, because especially in the early, or I guess mid-90s, like, Boulder was more just like a college town. Right now, it's like a booming, like, for, like, tech and all that, but in the early 90s, I don't think it was, you know, so, yeah. More, yeah, they like, talked a lot on, about... Hold on one
0: second. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go on. No, they did talk a lot about how, like, during that time, Boulder was considered, like, a a college town and so i i get it um at some point also in the investigation they do discover that jean benet had wet the bed which some child psychologists thought was a little strange because a lot of children at her age like it that doesn't happen very often unless there's something going on like you know the child has some sort of anxiety or there's some sort of stress going on in their life Um, So some people kind of theorized on that as, like, what was going on in her life to make that happen. And, I mean, she's six years old, so it's, like...
1: Yeah. I think even at six, that's happened once in a
0: while. Weird that it happened
1: the night before all this,
0: but... Right. But, I mean, again, if, like, somebody scared her, and if we go back to the theory about the stun gun, like, if somebody used a stun gun when she was in bed...
1: Like, oh, interesting.
0: Happened? Yeah. Yeah. That to like stun her just, so that I she doesn't scream.
1: <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's keep walking through what we want to walk through before well, we start like getting on a tangent of theories, I feel like. Well,
2: just a second though, but like a taser would leave a burn, not necessarily just a mark. Like, you, like I mean, for like to be an impression, it would be more. Oh, of that's like a good a point.
1: It wouldn't be like a puncture wound. Yeah.
0: But these were like two little well that's it's not a taser though, it's a stun gun. Oh, is that were they is the, the stun the gun? The one with the little hooks that, you, like... or The stun gun's the one where you have to like press it up against someone. Oh I see.
1: But, but it still, still it's like more like lasery burny instead of well, puncture, right?
0: I don't oh, fucking puncture, know anything so. about weapons. So like here's kind of I don't know if you can see it.
1: Oh, I see.
0: It almost looks like gnolls
1: or something. But yeah, it. yeah, I guess they could be like Bernie.
0: I mean, those are most of like, like the, the higher level facts of it before we like dig deep into things. <laughs> 30,000 foot view or whatever people say. <laughs> yes. So those are like kind of the majority of the, the facts. I mean, obviously there's stuff that comes up later. Um, which I saved it for when we get into some of the different theories that people have. But what are your thoughts? What do you have anything to add that you already kind of knew about the case or knew about what was going on?
1: (laughs) I think it'd be interesting to hear like, Will, if you want to talk about like what you were hearing as it was going on. I just remember being
2: all over the news and like, I mean, it was high profile for Colorado. It was high profile across the country. I mean, they made it uh, huge news. And, like, you couldn't turn on anything without hearing about it.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I remember right from the start, I thought it was the parents right from the start. Just because of the the news coverage and everything, they really painted them in a bad light right from the start.
0: And I think there's some things that kind of go along with it. Because, I mean, the first theory that we'll talk about is... That it was someone in the family. And there's some things that kind of go along with them painting the family in the light that they had something to do with it because they, at some point, like, refused to talk to the investigators and, like, I mean, refused to talk to the investigator separately. Like, they only wanted to talk to them if it was the two of them in the room. And they wouldn't let Burke be interviewed by investigators. So, I feel like there's a lot of those kind of things that maybe led people to believe, like, this is strange. Like, you want to find out who killed your daughter, but you won't let us do, like, Yeah, they won't let him do the job. I remember, um, so, like, gosh, I was just
1: so young. Uh, so I can't it must be some of my first, because I mean I was only born in eighty eight, right? Um, but I, so OJ Simpson's trial was in ninety five, and that was like my first like you know deep dive into excuse me, true crime because my mom was watching the OJ Simpson trial and we was during the summer, so we were all home from school and stuff, so we were watching it constantly. So then when this happened in 96, I remember just being glued, like, what is going on? Like, I need to know. The thing that I remember the most is they would always, like, take shots of the outside of John JonBenet Ramsey's house, and it was all decorated for Christmas, so they had these, like, giant candy canes out and whatever, and I just remember, like, wow, their house is beautiful, like, but also, like, pretty secure and, like, in the middle of a neighborhood, and so, like, how easy would it be for, like, an intruder Mm-hmm. You know, I mean? you to come into this like fancy suburban name. Like, I mean, I guess it happens all the time, but I don't know. I just remember watching footage from the outside of the house and thinking it can't be anybody from the outside of the house. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was still young. Yeah. And
2: like, who would actually want to target somebody from Boulder? Like, I mean, like, they, the note said something about them being like foreign, like.
1: Yeah. yeah and I think in the note, um, if I remember correctly, you can correct me, Randy, because it's been a long time since I read it. It almost, like, they wrote it like they were terrorists. Like, they were, like, we, something about, like, we like your business, but don't, like, the country it supports or something. Yes, I can't remember. Yes, if, yeah. But, like, they,
2: why not pick somebody who, like, lived in Washington and, like, was right. in, the, like, in the Pentagon or somewhere that, like, made sense? He was in Boulder. He didn't do anything important. He was not important. I mean, his
0: business was very successful, though. Like they had millions of dollars. Well, that
2: may be true, <laughs> but like, I mean, Especially there's like, so. I mean, people to like
1: that would like, be more influential. Steal a child against, Yeah. If you're going to steal a child to get back to America, because that's what it sounded like in the ransom note from <laughs> that line. Yeah, you're going to pick John from Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. She was a stupid little child brat. Like,
2: I mean. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, I mean, yeah. she was one of those like, like
1: should have been on like uh TLC. Yeah, yeah. one of those TLC yeah, t- shows like toddlers Is that a and dance moms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you imagine? There was there was like the whole pageant mom show. I don't remember what it's called, but or toddlers <laughs> and tiaras. Yeah.
0: Can you imagine if that was going on during this time? Like she would have been right. the star.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my gosh.
1: Oh my god. We're <laughs> laughing at the child
0: life right now it's, no. it's we're all it's not laughing that she's dead no or laughing at the ridiculousness of child pageants
2: i'm yeah. just saying, like she is not the person that you would pick to like like you said to get back in america no, you're right.
0: yeah you make fun so we'll kind of go through the different theories um and there's there's lots of details in each one Last night, I went on a tangent because, you know, they think, I mean, the mom, the dad, the brother. And I went on a tangent trying to find stuff about the brother because, like, there is stuff, but it's hard to find it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like favorite.
1: (laughs) you said um, that they wouldn't let Burke even interview at all during the investigation. Who did he interview with?
0: A child psychologist. So they would not let the police actually talk to him. They said the only way they're doing that.
2: Do they have the right to do that, though? Like,
0: I mean, he's a minor, so...
2: But, like, the police should still have been able to interview him with a child psychologist in the room.
0: Exactly. But they would only let... I mean, it's it's all videotaped. Um, And, you know, we didn't see the videotapes until, like... 10 years ago, like, yeah, his videotapes hiding and, like, it was crazy, but just based on everything that we talked about, we'll go around and see what each of us think about what, what we feel happened. So, Jacqueline, do you want to start? Sure. If
1: I'm only considering what we talked about and not the, all the other shit I know, <laughs> If I were to make a, like, if I were to accuse somebody, I think I would first just go for the father, because he went straight to the wine cellar, picked her body up, brought her upstairs, helped me, like, revive her, whatever happened, you know? Like, to me, that just seems so, like, you know what I mean? Like, I went there, like, like he knew where she was, and so... The only thing that makes me I don't know if they I can't remember I think they did DNA testing on what they found in Jaminet's underwear and it didn't yeah. match anybody. Yes. Um so that's the only thing that makes me be like, oh maybe not. But then maybe John or maybe he knew about something that could have been happening with Jamine. I don't know. Well, so that, I I would accuse a father. That's what I Okay. About.
0: Well, and do you think it was on purpose, or do you think it was an accident?
1: I feel like it could have been on purpose, and the motive being jealous of the time that his wife maybe spends with John okay. Um And maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody was like, maybe try like sexually harassing his daughter and trying to like. Get him out of him for some. I don't think John Benet was gone. All of his problems were gone. Do you know what I mean? It's a stretch, but based on what we just talked about here, I feel like that that's it.
0: Will, what do you think?
2: I would say it was a family, like family plot. Because if not, I would say all of them were involved in one way or another. Whether they all. Conspired to kill her, or if like it was an accident and then the parents helped cover it up, I think the whole family was involved because there's too much knowledge. That, like, I mean, unless he was bragging about his bonus, him and his wife would be the only ones that knew, like, how much money he was going to make for the ransom.
0: $118,000 is a big bonus, like,
2: yeah. And, (laughs) like, the fact, like Jacqueline said, he knew right where to go, like, he was told to walk the house and he goes right to the place where she was, like. I mean, that's suspicious. The fact that the mom called friends over, like, almost to distract, like, from what was going on. Like, that seems suspicious. So I would say it was a family plot. Whether oh, the kid, a point. The like, kid if did, she
1: was calling her friends over to distract, like, I didn't think of it that way. In my head, I'm like, oh, you're frantic, so you just call people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But,
2: like, if she has friends there, it's easier to, like, I mean, if she's acting suspicious, she has a distraction to, like, prevent her from doing that. Mm-hmm. well like, and
0: also if you know they collect evidence when they get there there is more people that would be in that evidence yeah, yeah. yeah. harder to determine oh interesting where it came from so that's an interesting point oh my god this <laughs> is the perfect
1: crime
2: and then the <laughs> fact that the fact that they wouldn't let the son be interviewed is suspicious because they clearly he had a reason awesome. to not want him interviewed
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: so I don't know but like you said, there's a lot of things that I mean don't match up. Like, I I remember the movie Draw- Jawbreaker. Do you remember that movie? Oh, I loved that movie. Rose McGowan kills a girl on accident, and she hires somebody to like have sex with the body after the fact to like oh. to cover up what happened. Oh, so- that's
1: right. Okay, this is why Will is on the podcast today because he has all this horror movie knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so there's the things that
2: you would do to distract from the actual like. I mean, they could have found a child predator like to, to frame after the fact, like mm-hmm. to like, well, because they could they had her tased or I mean something like.
1: Okay, the way that you're describing that though, and I know that Rainy's gonna get into theories, but that could tie multiple theories together, in my opinion, of like why some people think it's one person. Do you know what I mean? Well, and what's so interesting to all. me
0: now? I mean, even though I I didn't I haven't shared my theory yet. But what's interesting to me now that we're talking about how you talked about that movie and hiring someone is we also have to remember they weren't in the house the entire day. They left the house and went to a friend's house. What's to say right. something that happened at the friend's house? Yeah. And maybe she told the parents. Maybe they got upset. In some way, and something happened accidentally. Yeah. And then they tried to cover it up. That would explain that the DNA doesn't match anybody. Like maybe somebody at the friend's house like mm-hmm. abused her. Yeah. Well. But, that would explain
1: why she maybe would have wet the bed too if something traumatic happened that day.
0: And, and the, like I, this is just all coming like right now too. <laughs> but I mean, that could be possible. I would hope if your child came to you and said somebody did something to them, you would believe them. But well, there's definitely situations where that happens.
2: Not only that, but like holidays yeah. are like the most stressful time for people, so like mm-hmm. the parents could have been like on edge anyway and mm-hmm. like they could have just snapped at her cuz I mean, we don't really have an idea of what her personality was like. You I mean, the child True. itself like I mean.
1: Yeah, all you see is the like made up, like all the images you see of JonBenet, you never see like home movies really or any of that. It's all the like pageant stuff. Yeah, you yeah. don't really know.
2: What I know from watching pageant shows is that those pageant girls are off. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, if that were the case, then I mean.
1: Could you imagine if this was National Treasure, Honey Boo Boo?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll share my theory. I yeah. don't necessarily know who did it. I mean, obviously, I don't know, but I think think (laughs) someone in the family did it. And I agree that I think they all had a part in covering it up. However, I think it was an accident. I don't think it was on purpose. So right now, that's my theory.
2: But the strangulation part of it, like, that's not accidental. Like you don't accidentally strangle someone. True. <laughs> yeah. Like not and not with a homemade garrote, either. Like
0: True. Like that's one definitely... thing. But here's the other thing though. Can they actually prove that the garrote is what killed her? Like could they could they yeah. prove that she was she died from not being able to breathe, and then afterwards they, like, staged it? I don't know.
2: Yeah, they can. Because uh, if she was strangled... It's she'd like
0: have the blood flow, probably.
2: Well, yeah, she'd have petechial hemorrhaging in her eyeballs. True. I don't know if that's discovered in the autopsy or not, but you, all the blood vessels in your eyes burst when you're strangled. So that would be a, a clear sign. And they could also tell by her blood oxygen levels when she was, like... Like, if you're strangled, you have low blood oxygen. And, I mean, they'd probably be able to tell based on the bruising as well, because she'd have to That's still be... That's how
1: applied. I was going to say they... Yeah, they'd have to, like, be able to line up. The bruising would have to line up with whatever murder weapon they think it is, right? Like, a scare, like wire or, like, a full-on rope. You'd be able to tell, I think, based on the bruising, you're right, well.
2: Yeah, and it, they can tell, like, perimortem bruising, like they can tell, like, if it happens. Okay, we
0: got a full fucking blown scientist on the podcast. <laughs> well, I, so I've had to pull up the autopsy report now. That was good. Um, so we can kind of go into that a little bit to see if it pro- pro- proves or disproves anything. Um, so their final diagnosis was ligature strangulation. Um, so the circum- circumference of the ligature was associated with the ligature furrow of the neck. Abrasion and petechial hemorrhages on the neck, petechial hemorrhages, conjunctival surfaces of eyes, skin, and face. Okay, so that would, in theory, say that she did die from that. Um, craniocerebral injuries, scalp contusion, uh, fracture of the right side of the skull. This is sad. It's <laughs> I mean, it was already sad, but... Uh, linear patterns of contusions of right cerebral cerebral hemisphere.
1: But they said um, that she died from strangulation and not from the blunt trauma to the head. Yes. Okay.
0: Um, subdural hemorrhage, small contusions on the tips the- of temporal lobes.
2: Just because the the brain didn't like the brain injuries didn't kill her, she probably still would have been like. I mean, unconscious. Well, yeah, she would have had brain damage probably for yeah. sure. She might have still lived, but she, like,
1: so that cause of, makes like, it
2: a cause of death that wouldn't have, like, left her
1: normal. So that changes things a little bit for me. And I know that you're going to get into theories later, but for a long time, I thought maybe it was an accident. I think I thought maybe Burke did it. But I mean, in my head, like, I don't think Burke could have strangled her, right? Like, or wouldn't have. He might've accidentally hit her in the head with something or like the train or whatever, but I don't think he would've been like, oh, like she's hurt, let me just strangle her to death. He would've been like, oh, parents, we need help. Parents would if they're sane people, they would've called for help and then, you know what I mean?
2: I don't know. The only way I can still see it being an accident was like, if the kid like pushed her or something and she hit her head, and the parents were like, "Oh, he's gonna like go to jail. They're gonna have to like put him through therapy or whatever." And then they covered it up with a murder. Like, yeah, see it being an accident, but maybe then even, it's, it's still uh, like a murder because they just covered up an accident with a murder.
1: Yeah, here's the thing. Dad was spending a lot of money on those pageants. And maybe he just didn't want to anymore. I don't know.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe the dad covered up the mm-hmm. accident by murdering her.
1: Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah,
2: like mm-hmm. it's like he super, saw a way out
1: and took yeah. it yeah
2: interesting yeah implicates the entire family because they clearly all knew and absolutely confused. like absolutely. i still think uh, the son is implicated because of the fact that they wouldn't
0: let him be interviewed
1: if he didn't do anything he saw
0: something and that's why he wasn't loved. Yeah, you know what i mean like they didn't like let him be interviewed by investigators because i feel like he saw something and mm-hmm. they come out. yeah um let's see so small contusions on temporal lobes abrasion on her cheek abrasion on her shoulder abrasion on left lower back and posterior left lower leg um and then they found abrasions i'm not going to get into full details just because it's traumatic but they found abrasions that would suggest sexual assault, um, yeah. and then ligature marks on her right wrist. So, I guess that is why that they. So it makes sense that they thought that she died from. Yeah, to me, like, with all of that, all the things you're saying, it ain't no accident.
1: That's for sure. Like no. with, you know what I mean? Like with no. all of those no. things combined. If it was just like one or, uh, you know, like pieces of those, maybe. But with all
0: of it combined, absolutely not that's no Like way. for some reason, I still think though, that like an accident resulted in more. Like, I don't know why, like Fine. for some yeah. reason, I think something happened that wasn't expected and caused a like a of events. Flick, crazy reaction.
2: Yeah. Well, and that is very well possible. Regardless, she would have been knocked unconscious from the head injury. So yeah. I don't understand why they would want to, like, stun her on top of being knocked unconscious.
1: Mm-hmm. See, to me, like, the stun unless,
2: part. Sorry, go ahead. Unless they stunned her, like, at the top of the stairs and she fell down the stairs or something. like.
1: To me, like, the stun part would be, like, they would stun her so she wouldn't scream, right? Because you're, you could, like, lock up. Maybe.
0: But people say that that's what happens with a taser. But with a stun gun, it's more of pain and people actually, like, cry out. Oh, interesting.
2: Hmm.
0: <laughs> Maybe it was a fucking train set. I don't know. <laughs> it was a
1: train set.
2: <laughs> it could also have been something she was pressed up against while she was, I mean...
0: Oh, that's true, too. It's true. I mean...
1: Those marks. Or maybe are, they use the train set first because if it was on her neck, it, maybe you try to use her and, and it didn't work. Like they were like, "Oh, that's not gonna work." They strangled Her, her dad.
2: Strangulation to me says like aggravated violence. Yeah.
1: Like totally like, crime I mean, of passion. Like yeah. <laughs> There's no like you have to like. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> And it takes a long time. Like, it's not like it's one and done. It takes like two minutes. You have to be like strangled. We talked
0: about on another podcast. I don't remember which one, but yes, it takes a couple minutes to strangle someone. Like, you have to really want somebody dead to do that. Like, (laughs) oh, oh. What we talked about on the the Chris Watts, who is another Mm -hmm. Colorado.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, Colorado (laughs) is great. have a whole podcast on we're, all we're the We're still bullshit better than the, the Midwest, so. Oh, yes. all no, you know, you know where the fucking crime happens Because, be? sorry. Washington, like, all the serial killers are from Washington. Everything happened in Washington, it's not Washington. It's, while well, also Mississippi. Like, anyway, that was <laughs> way too many true crime podcasts. I've been tallying where fucking people are from that murder people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Start the next episode with um, kind of the, the different theories that people have thought up, and we'll talk through those situations and um, see if our minds change throughout this entire thing. So on the next yep. episode, we will talk about the family theory. Love that. Can't wait. On the next episode of True Crime Tea Time, join Jacqueline, Will, and I, to discuss the first theory, which is the theory that someone in the Ramsey family committed this crime.